Good afternoon, uh, Thursday, February the 17th, Thursday afternoon, February 17th. Dr. Paul Wendy here with Intrinsic Value Wealth Report Radio. So let's see, a lot uh, still going on, of course. Um, I think the, um, the two major things, as we talked about last week, um, a lot of stuff in the economy, but the inflation seems to be um, you know, one of the main uh, topics of interest and, and concern for people, rightfully so. And then uh, we are, it's looking almost imminent that there's going to be a, a conflict in the Ukraine, unfortunately. So um, hopefully that resolves itself, but it doesn't, uh, doesn't look very good. So really the question is, you know, what should we do in this environment? Um, and my first thought, you know, the first words of advice to everyone is, you know, don't panic. Um, we've been in many situations like this over, you know, decades and years and, um, you know, all this too shall pass. Um, although it looks kind of kind of grim in many respects right now, um, and you know, as kind of a um, a a background, a um, what's the word I'm looking for um, to to give sort of a sense of perspective, I guess is that's the word I'm looking for a, a perspective to put a perspective on this um, on the whole situation. Actually, I wanted to review some numbers um, from a recent article I saw from Jason, Jason Swag, who used to, um, well, actually still does write a column for the Wall Street Journal. Um, I think he's pretty much retired now. I, Jason, if you're listening, I, I apologize, but I thought you'd retired, but um, I, I always enjoy reading and every week you come through with new articles. So thank you, sir, for that. In any event, um, I ran across one that he did, did recently um, where he talked about uh, returns uh, to the market and so forth. Um, so, I guess even going back a little bit further, uh, you know, a couple of weeks now and even a year ago, um, I had mentioned, uh, referenced uh, um, Jeremy Grantham quite a bit in these podcasts and in articles I've written. Um, and of course, I talk, them all, talk about it all the time in my classes. You students that are listening, you'll, um, uh, you'll know this story well. In any event, you know, Jeremy Grantham uh, maintains that we're in a super bubble environment right now. I completely agree with that. Um, and so, uh, you know, super bubble as Jeremy Grantham and I would suggest does, you know, it, it, it does mean that in our view, there's quite likely to be a bursting of that bubble at some point in time. You know, what's the trigger? We don't, no one really knows. Um, and all we can really do is look and say, you know, based on what we've seen in the past and, you know, what, what, uh, what research shows makes sense in terms of where markets should be um, and kind of the whole notion of reversion to the mean, which we'll talk about extensively in in uh, future uh, podcasts and articles that I write and so forth, um, you know, it would it would suggest that in a super bubble you're going to the, the super bubble is correct. They always have, they will. It makes sense that they will. I don't think too many people would would say that that's not likely to happen. Well, there are some that say, you know, where it where, as I mentioned last week, I think they'll say it's different this time. It's never different this time, folks. Um, and I've talked about that in previous articles as well. But no, it's not different this time. Things do repeat. Um, and so, you know, you should just, you should expect that. In any event, it was interesting reading Jason Schweig's article. Um, so let me, uh, you know, let me just, just kind of mention a couple of things. Basically, Jason was saying that, um, you know, he had made some forecasts back in January, 2010, that actually turned out to be quite wrong. And he was basing that on historical perspective. And his, his, uh, his idea in this article is that, 
Um, you can't always base things on historical norms uh, because for one reason, historical norms change. And that's, that, that is true. Uh, but I don't think they change greatly. And so using some of the numbers that he had in his article, this comes from the market doesn't care about history. And it was in the February 12 through 13, uh, that was actually just last week, um, Wall Street Journal, the Saturday Sunday edition. So, um, you know, he said that, uh, and, and by the way, he was, he's referencing CAPE, um, Robert Scheller's uh, um, well-known CAPE index, which is this cyclically adjusted price earnings ratio. So um, Dr. Scheller factors in inflation in, in his normal PDE ratios. Um, I certainly like, like that analysis. Um, I tend to use unadjusted uh, PDE ratios, but you know, either way works. And, and they both shed light, important light on, on um, valuations, market valuations. So let's see. Um, as, um, as Schweig mentions in his article, um, at the time in 2010, stocks were priced at about 23, I'm sorry, 20.3, 20.3 times their adjusted long term profits at the beginning of 2010. Um, the average valuation for US stocks over the full historical sweep of data uh, at the time, uh, all the way going back to 1881, was at that time 16.3. So, in other words, the CAPE index showed history from 2010 going back to 1881, uh, the CAPE ratio being an average uh, of 16.3. So if you're looking at reversion to the mean, it would imply that that 16.3 number is where the markets would revert. So at 20.3 at the time, uh, that was overvalued. Um, Jason, Jason Swig said, okay, well, it's overvalued 25%, should go back down and so forth. Apparently that didn't work out like he um, had expected completely. Um, and so uh, looking today, now this again, this comes from Jason, Jason Swag's article, according to CAPE, the CAPE index, today, the CAPE is valued, uh, the market is valued at a CAPE of 37.1 times adjusted earnings. So today, CAPE um, 37.1, okay? And, um, and then he cites um, uh, historical averages where crashes did happen. So uh, 32.6 in September, 1929, and all-time high of 44.2 in December of 1999. So both peaks in the market uh, where things uh, came back down. It really kind of supports the notion that, that when you get to these very, very high ratios, um, and I would certainly say that a CAPE of 37.1 today is, is very, very high. Uh, when you get to these very, very high ratios, you know things should crack back down. And that's, I think, what Jeremy Grantham is um, is indicating as well. So, you know, just going a little bit further on this now, um, as time has progressed, um, so the CAPE index uh, measured all, all across all the years um, uh, from, let's see, January 2002, um, the, uh, the CAPE ratio was 15.8, and that was going from 2002 going back to 1881. The CAPE ratio, the average CAPE ratio was 15.8. Uh, back in mid 1982, it was 14.7 times earnings, okay, over its full history from 1882. And at the end of last month, so bring it to current times, uh, if you go back to 1821 from the, from, the, from the end of last month, the average ratio has been 17.3. So just to recap, we have ratios, average ratios of 
16.3 at one point in time. Again, this is over the long term from 1881 to whenever these ratios were, were measured. So at one point in time, 16.3, 14.7, uh, um, and let's see, oh, 15.8, and then 17.3. But we're in the 14 to 17 uh, range for CAPE. Um, and by the way, for our for my own research, um, I use a PD ratio, not CAPE, just the PD ratio, average of 15 to 18. Okay, so these are not inflation adjusted, they're just 15 to 18. Um, so according to, again, according to Schweig, um, today's CAPE ratio is 37.1 times um, earnings, adjusted earnings on, on a CAPE basis. Um, the numbers, the um, last week, the price to earnings ratio for the S&P 500, the broad market index was 25.2. So you take that 25.2, compare that to the 15 to 18 range, overvalued, okay? So whether you're looking at CAPE today, whether you're looking at um, just regular PDE ratios today, both indicate overvaluation. Jeremy Grantham says we're in super bubble territory. I agree with that. So I think the bottom line of all this is, you know, expect some, uh, expect some volatility, expect to, to see some correction, particularly with the economic backdrop, uh, backdrop that we're in. Um, and, you know, high debt levels, high inflation, uh, high interest rates, likely um, interest rates are coming up and then, you know, higher, the Fed's indicated uh, uh, rising rates, um, a labor market, which is um, structurally damaged. I think maybe that's the best way to put it, structurally damaged. Um, uh, supply chain problems. I mean, all the stuff that we, we know about um, is, is all going on. So again, I, the, the, really the point of this discussion is don't panic. Um, things aren't great right now in many respects, um, but this isn't the first time we've seen that. Things will come back. Um, there is kind of a reversion to the mean phenomena, which kind of helps us in some sense, even in politics. I mean, um, I think I've mentioned in previous uh, podcasts, you know, uh, political extremes. Um, this, this actually, there was a senator recently retiring, a Republican senator actually, and he was talking to some of his colleagues that were lamenting his retirement and saying, oh gosh, you know, you, you, you can't leave us now because, you know, we need that conservative voice. Um, and uh, he said, you know, in his many, many years in Congress, he'd, he'd, he'd seen that you get one political extreme and then the next time it's going to be a difference, like a pendulum swings back and forth. Um, maybe the pendulum swing a little bit wider, uh, more extremes today, but it does, it does tend to kind of, just like everything else, revert to the mean. So, um, you know, I can, I can assure you that, that this pendulum will revert to the mean as well. Things look maybe kind of grim right now. They're going to look even grimmer if, if things continue um, as they have been in the last few weeks. Um, but don't let, that, uh, don't let that bother you. I mentioned, I think, last week, or I mentioned maybe to one of my classes, don't remember now, but um, the uh, the story of the prudent speculator, which is the best, as far as I know, the best all time performing uh, track record for any investment newsletter over a long, long period of time. I don't know, forty years or something, very long time, whatever it is. And um, John Buckingham, I have attended you know several of his uh, talks uh, over the years, and there was one that was just um, uh, it was during a a period of time, a few years back, when the market was 
coming back up and the track records, everyone's track records were coming back up, at least for long investors. And, um, you know, he told the story about people had asked him, well, you know, when the market crashed, what did you do? And he said, we did absolutely nothing. All right. Um, we just held on. And sure, our, perf- our portfolios, our model portfolios suffered, but, but we held on and things came back. And, and you know, that, that's the way that you should look at your own portfolios and look at your own situation. If you have some cash when things do get bad, if they do, um, you know, use that as an opportunity to pick up good bargains. Um, that's what you know, Warren Buffett and many, many other good long-term investors that have you know, just made the market, uh, made, a lot, made a lot of money in the market over the years. Um, and that's the way they look at it. So again, um, you know, don't panic. Use times when the market's down to pick up opportunities um, and, um, and just stay the course. Um, in kind of wrapping up, um, this may sound kind of kind of uh, funny to say at this juncture in time, but uh, but I always say this. I've been saying this for at least a couple of years now. By the way, I, I realized that um, this podcast today, Thursday, February seventeenth, is our fifty third podcast. We've done fifty two previous ones over the last couple of years, and um, really happy to do that. Really happy to share some thoughts with you guys. Um, and so I've been saying probably since I'm, I'm sure since I started the podcast, you know, the same thing. And I'm going to say it again today, even when we're possibly on the brink of war and, and things are starting to look kind of shaky on a global basis, a lot of turmoil in the markets. I'm going to say this again, you know, maintain your investment plan. If you have one, keep going at it. Certainly now is not the time to jump in the market big way, but if you have an investment plan, keep it going. If you don't have an investment plan, please start one. Again, start modest, start slow. Uh, investment plans should be long-term, uh, like everything else we do in investments. You know, So you should put a little bit of money in every month. I can't tell you if the market's going to keep crashing like it has been. I mean, we've seen so many um, situations where the market starts to go down and it comes back up on some, you know, what the market perceives as good news. Um, and so um, I, 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 I put in one of the recent newsletters, and I may have mentioned this in the podcast, uh, what uh, John Maynard Keynes, the, uh, the very famous uh, economist, British economist, said that um, investing is looking at the lo- is looking at the fundamentals of assets. You know, so you're trying to judge um, whether assets are fundamentally good or bad. Uh, that's investing, and, and you know, looking at the price relative to their fundamental valuations. Speculation, he said, is trying to figure out the psychology of the market and. Or if you try and figure out the psychology in the market, because it's the market is people, you know, it's millions or billions of people probably all around the world that make up the stock market and, and other markets, economies, and so forth. And um, as we'll talk about in future uh, podcasts and so forth, the uh, the idea of trying to uh, figure out what um, what people are thinking, uh, because people are are essentially irrational uh, to varying degrees, but we're all irrational. Um, some more than others and, and so forth. So if you're trying, if as Maynard, John Maynard Cade says, if you are trying to uh, predict the psychology of the markets, you, you can't do that. Um, and uh, that's just been recognized over time from long before John Maynard Keynes times uh, and up to today. All right, so again, don't jump into the market right now. Do maintain an investment plan if you have one. Uh, start one if you don't. And uh, you know, just look to in- investing as a long-term game, all right? And that's, that's the way you should look at it. 
you know, don't panic when you see these, these short-term fluctuations. I do, <coughs> excuse me, I do want to end with, I, I came across a, um, in another newsletter, another little email I got um, from another investment advisor uh, cited an old Chinese proverb, and I, I really like this. Um, so the Chinese, uh, sorry, the Chinese proverb goes like this. Uh, the best time was 20 years ago, but the second best time is now. So, you know, if you haven't started your investment program yet, do start now. Um, and, you know, don't wait for the market to do whatever it's going to do. Just, you know, just start now. So the best time, according to the Chinese proverb, um, the best time was 20 years ago, but the second best time is now. Uh, so don't, don't delay action. That's it for today, guys. Uh, Thursday, February 17th. We'll have to see what happens in the coming days and so forth. And so until next Thursday, um, be safe, be well, and we will talk to you then. Thanks so much for joining, guys.